Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I am so blessed. When life is going well, when we feel like the prayers we lift before God are answered in the way that we want them to be answered, when our children are behaving, sometimes even when we get a new car or win the lottery, we call ourselves blessed. We say, God is good. And like the psalmist, we lift up words of praise and words of thanksgiving. Because there's nothing as wonderful as feeling like your prayers have been heard and God has answered them with a resounding yes. In the psalm that we just read together, the psalmist writes, On the day I called, you answered me. And I hope that every one of you can name those times in your lives when things have just been going wonderfully and you feel like you have been richly blessed. There was a post on Facebook not so long ago about a young man who had an afternoon off, so he went with his friends to the ocean, to the beach, to go swimming. He had waded into the water about up to his waist when a big wave came along. It surprised him, knocked him down, and pulled the glasses right off of his face, and they went busting away somewhere in that wave. Well, this young man was almost blind without those glasses, and so he didn't start looking. Instead, he called for his friends to come and help him. And when they heard what had happened, they quickly took him to the beach, set him down on a blanket, told him to stay put, and they would go looking for his glasses. But nobody thought they would really find them. As he sat on that blanket on the beach, he lifted up a prayer. He explained to God just how badly he needed these glasses and bargained with him a little bit about how important it was that he get those back again. And lo and behold, miracle of all miracles, 20 minutes later, his friend saw something floating by under the water, reached down, and picked up the glasses. They were wet, but in perfect condition. And so as he finished his Facebook post explaining what had happened, he wrote the words, God is good all the time. God does listen to our prayers. And it's a nice story. It has a happy ending. It's heartwarming. It is something that could give us hope. Hope that things could be better. Hope that our own prayers could be answered. And if you like those kinds of stories, there are zillions of them on the internet, you can find them in Guideposts magazine. There's thousands of them. And the reason for that is because when good things happen to us, we can't help but share it. We love to share those um, good times of contagious joy, which is exactly what Pastor Jonathan was talking about last week. Yet sometimes, sometimes we pray for things much bigger and much more important than losing glasses in a big body of water. Sometimes we feel like those prayers are not answered. And when it is one of those times in our life, then hearing these stories of inspiration isn't so helpful at all. For instance, there was a Facebook friend of this same gentleman that lost his glasses that was having an entirely different day that day. He had gone into work, went straight to the bathroom, locked himself in a stall, and started crying fiercely. As he cried, he prayed. His first prayer was that nobody would come into the bathroom and see him. 
And his second prayer, he cried out, God, what is wrong with me? He felt so alone. Just the last week, it had been exactly three years since his mother had committed suicide. And every time that week came up, he felt so helpless and alone. And he knew it wasn't going to get better because the very next week, that was the week that two years ago, his best friend had taken his own life. This particular morning, he didn't know if he could go on. Yet somehow or another, he stumbled out of the bathroom, made his way back to his office, sat down at his desk, and turned his computer on to get a little bit of work done. But you know what popped up on the computer? Facebook, of course. And this story of his friend, whose prayers had been answered. This friend who has a God that listens to him. And it decimated his hope. What is wrong with me, God, he asked as tears ran down his cheeks. Am I not worthy to have my prayers answered as well? Can't you hear my cries? Here was a man that was feeling pretty hopeless. Psalm 138 began with these great words of praise and thanksgiving. Words to a God who created, who loves, who responds to his people. And even after the psalm writer lifts up these words of gratitude, even after the psalm writer declares that kings and all the rulers of the earth will praise a God so glorious, he still acknowledges that trouble isn't so far away, that life is still messy. He doesn't say if trouble comes or in case trouble comes. In every translation that I could find, the psalm writer either said when I walk through trouble or though I walk in trouble. Because it's not a matter of whether bad things may or may not happen in our lives. It's just what they will be and when they will come about. Because this psalm writer knew what you and I know all too well that there is never really a time in this life where absolutely everything is all right. We seem to constantly be living in a position of both celebrating God's gifts and asking him for help. But Jesus taught us all about that when he taught us to pray both thy kingdom come and for thine is the kingdom in the very same prayer. When Martin Luther explains what thy kingdom come means, he does it this way. He says, in fact, God's kingdom comes on its own, even without our prayer. But we ask in this prayer that it may also come to us. Because every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, we are acknowledging that there are two kingdoms, there are two forces in our world. There is God who creates and loves and sustains all that is good. And then there is the force of the devil who rules with sin and with death. And so in this world, we are going to continue to ask God to guard us against these evil forces, but we know they're both going to continue to have power as long as we live in this world. However, we also know that we have a God who absolutely will deliver, whose kingdom indeed shall come. In the words of the psalmist, your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. 
and speaking those words is the epitome of Christian hope. Now you and I often think of hope this way. If you're a farmer, you hope that it rains so that your crops can grow. But if you are the person who is scheduling an event down at Falls Park, you hope it doesn't rain. And if you are a student, you hope that your lack of studying doesn't mean that you fail your test. But all of those pretty much just boil down to wishful thinking. As Christians, we have a totally different kind of hope. We aren't just wishful thinkers or starry-eyed dreamers because we know certainly who Christ is and what he has done. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He came to this earth because we could never make our way up to him. He is a savior who died on the cross and rose again so that he could save us from sin and from death, from all those things that separate us from him because he said, I am not going to let you be away from me. I insist on a relationship with you. We know those things. And we know his unending love. In Christian hope, it's not about speculation. There's really no room for doubt or confusion. It's a promise, a sure and certain belief based on Jesus' resurrection. Now remember the man I told you about who locked himself in the bathroom and cried at his desk that day? Well, he tells how later on that day, at the urging of a friend, he spoke honestly with God. These are his words. God, I am angry that you let mom die. I'm angry that I prayed to you over and over again to help her, and you didn't. I am angry that I'm trying so hard to keep on keeping on, and you don't even seem to be around or to care. I'm angry because not only did mom and my best friend abandon me, but you seem to have abandoned me too. And then he says he took a shallow breath, feeling like perhaps he had gone too far. This was God after all. And that perhaps he needed to take those words back. But he didn't. He just sat there for a couple of minutes, letting the words linger, letting the words resonate in the room around him, not judging them at all. And he found himself slowly calming down. He writes... Something happened then that caught me completely off guard and surprised me. Instead of hearing what I thought would be God's explanation or maybe God's defense or perhaps even God's frustration at my words, I felt something else so real and simple and concise directed towards me. Just love. God listened. He heard me. And he loved me. And then his prayer was finally answered. Even though his circumstances had not changed one little bit, he had hope. Hope that clings to God's steadfast love and hope that doesn't ever disappoint. I am guessing that some of you came to worship today completely full of of blessing and hope because you have positive relationships, a solid bank account, and beautiful weather outside. And I'm guessing there are others of you who came feeling hurt or angry or abandoned. And if we're honest, most of us are feeling some things from both ends. But the truth is, no matter where you are today, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. 
But there is one person in which we can put all of our faith and all of our hope. Not because we're hedging our bets or playing the odds or hoping for the best, but because we have received a promise from Christ that we indeed are his. So let's read together the final verse of that psalm one more time. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. And we say those words in hope, knowing that it is truly already accomplished. Amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds always in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.